welcome back to the final episode of the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast for this season, just to round up the 2021-22 season. Uh, our host is always Calvin. I'm joined by Jack and Charlie. How are you, lads? I'm buzzing, mate. The season's over. Come on. <laughs> Jack? Oh, I'm, I'm over the moon. I had a brilliant day yesterday, obviously, at both games, because it was two games for me. Um, one, the Plastics at... Uh, Easter Road for the men beating St Johnston 4-0. That was a good result and it was great to see James Scott get a hat-trick. It was actually really nice to speak to James after the game as well. Then it was a quick hop over to Pennycook um, to see the Hibs game. 0-0 uh, against Glasgow City, which is obviously a good result. Um, and nice to speak to girls and thank them for all the time that they've given me over the season. I mean, get that some nice pictures as well. And obviously got my photo with Scotland's number one, Lee Alexander, who... My opinions are better number one than Craig Gordon, so uh, there you go. I think that's a uh, say. That, we can just wrap, we can just wrap up. We can just wrap up. There, mate. Jack summed up pretty nicely. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's the uh, sub statement there. Um, aye, so episode 70, 71, Jack, as you alluded to, um, James Scott hat trick. So we've called this episode Scott Scuds the Saints, uh, which was, is something I thought that. we'd never hear, but. Um, <laughs> Right, we'll quickly run through the lineup for yesterday because there was a few changes a game. We've got Macy and Goals, um, back three of McGinn, uh, McGregor as the captain, and Porteous, with a midfield four of Harry Clark, Joe Newell, Lewis Stevenson, and Josh Doig, with Ewan Henderson sitting uh, just behind uh, the two strikers and Melkerson and Scott. So, it was a. What did you make of the game then, Jack? Just talk to me very briefly about the first half. I think the first half, I mean, obviously, I've got to say, first of all, was throughout the game, but in particular in the first half, the way they were playing, you can tell St. Johnson have one eye on the playoff already. You know, they'd had a heavily rotated team, and, um, you know, you can tell that Inverness is their main focus. They were, to me, St. Johnson quite lethargic. I know they've been like that all season, but they weren't really, you could tell they weren't really up for it. Um, as for us, we were playing like we wanted to give the fans something back, if you see what I mean. It was actually a solid first half showing from us. You know, we were we were looking quite dangerous, keeping the ball on the deck well. You know, I thought our passing was good by our standards for this year. Obviously, sometimes you know, we're miss a lot of times this season we misplaced passing them, but I thought our passing was good, keeping the ball doing well. Um and yeah, but overall I've got to say you could tell that that was a second string St Johnston that had no interest in this game. You know, they're just purely focused on the playoffs and I think that maybe got to them a bit. Uh, and obviously, Charlie, you were working, so you, you missed the game, but was there any sort of thoughts? Did you manage to catch the highlights of that the first half? I got home in time for... I missed the first five minutes, but I was able to catch the whole game on Hibs TV. So um, I thought I thought it was a typical end-of-season game. Um, there was nothing really nothing really to write home about in the first half other than maybe our goal. But, I mean, our goal was in the first half, right? I'm, I'm not... Yep. Up, not yeah, 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 yeah. Phew, I thought I was a typical plastic. 44 minutes, I think it was. I yeah. I mean that was it was nice to go in one nil up, but to be honest, like other than the goal, there was nothing really in the first half that made me shout. Like I I was bored to tears during the first half, mate. Um yeah, I'd agree with you. I thought the first so half boring. was pretty boring. And I thought St. Johnson were probably the better team first half. I just thought Hibs were pretty pretty boring. And I actually put a, a thing on my Instagram story saying 45 minutes of the season left. Uh, <laughs> I was looking forward to it sort of end and eh? uh, which sort of tells the tale of the season, but they came out, well, they went in 1-0 up. Um, and just to quickly talk about the goal, it was a good ball into the box, um, obviously. Um, 
and then it was kind of a wee bit of a, de- a debate between obviously Super Palm again and Porteous to see who claimed it. Who did you think scored it? Oh, you can't take the overhead kick away from Palm again. Like that was a no. that was a typical end of season goal. Like I'm just going to hit and hope. Um, <clears throat> but no, it was it was McGinn's goal. Like, mm. aye, yeah, definitely McGinn's you goal. Get to, to McGinn. I think the hints in the name is Super uh, Super <laughs> Palm again. So I'll give him the goal. Right, second half, guys. We started pretty well. Came out the traps and. Something um, that James Scott first goal, I think, was was kind of written in the stars, eh? <clears throat> it was it was very fitting, but it's something that I think we seriously lacked all season was a bit of luck, honestly. Just to put a ball in a box and the amount of balls we've put in bo- the box this season, and it's been an inch away from going in, which would have probably changed, you know, um, the sort of the trajectory of our season quite drastically if you know a couple of times we'd have just got something on the end of across. This one, last game of the season, meaningless game, ball into the box, hits off James Scott, he doesn't care anything about it, and before you know, we're 2-0 up and everybody's absolutely buzzing, just completely changes the atmosphere. So, what did you think about that that goal, guys? I thought we were definitely um, due a bit of luck this season. Yeah, I'd be crying out for it all season, you know, just something for it, just something to give, you know, for it, to, a good ball into the box, just <clears> even hit off. I mean, obviously, James Kent, nothing about that, but just for a player to be there, and for them to hit off them and go in, we've been crying out for that bit of luck all season. And that's what it is. It is luck. It, you know, a bit like I'd say Paul McGinn's go against Aberdeen. Mm. Just stick a foot out or be there and you, you never know. It can hit off you and go in. So I think it's definitely something I agree with you, mate, that we've been missing all season. Just that tiny little bit of luck for a ball to come into the box and hit off a player and go in. Mm. And obviously it's a shame that it's only happened in the last game of the season. But still, you know, all credit to us. I thought it was a, a lovely move and it was capped off by James being very much at the right place at the right time. Yep, and speaking of right place at the right time as well, his, uh, his second goal, our third goal of the evening, uh, of the afternoon, came for quite a good, well-worked pass from between um, um, Newell and Porteous and then flicked into the middle of the box again, crossed into the middle of the box and James is just standing there to tuck it home. Um, which I think you could tell his confidence was really high at that time as well, which probably helped him out with his movement. Um, but the pick of the bunch for me has got to be his header. Why? Uh, to round off his hat-tricks, that was just uh, stuff of dreams. What would, would you make of his third, his second and third goal, lads? I think um, it reminds me a wee bit of Dodge when he hit that purple patch in front of goal a few years ago. Um, just that first one that he got on, on midweek at Dundee, like I think that really helped him. And you saw in his... Mm-hmm. Um, his interview midweek, like he, I think it was very good to see that he, he almost was apologetic to the fans that he's not been able to score. Um, mm-hmm. And like we said, I think it was maybe last week, he's only 21, like he's still got a lot to learn, but the third goal is picking the bunch, made the way he just, it's almost like he's jumping backwards to meet it as well. Like it was just a very, very good goal. And like I say, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy because he's been, he's been, he's been good this season. Like I know he's taken a lot of stick, but he's, when he's been in the I'd team, say he's like been good in the last couple of weeks, I would say last like, season. But I think, I think though, like he came in unfit, and I think you've got to blame Hull for that. And it took him a mm. wee while to get up to scratch. And I think since the semi-final, been for Marmory the best attacking threat we've had. Um, so like it, like I say, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Mm. Yeah, but I've got to agree with that. You know, I think I was actually speaking to James after when all the players were coming out. And I went over him and shook his hand and I said, you know, well done, mate, because I know, you know, he, he, I was saying to him, you don't deserve the abuse you got. You know, you're a, lo- you're a lovely guy and I wish you all the best. And it's, it's true. I think 
for all the boo boys and the folk that were booing him when he came on, which I thought was disgusting. I think that was at the Ross County game when he came on. Um, and everybody that's been giving him abuse and everything like that, you know what? That shuts them up. I didn't care if it's the last game of the season because he deserved he deserved that moment. And he really, he really did. He really deserved that moment. So fair play to James because I think he's really come on to a game in the past couple of weeks. And even before that, I think there was games like, you know, there was one, I think it was in the St. Johnston game. If Josh, we were talking about this before, that if he, if Josh Doig had been a bit more clinical when James had put that ball through for him, he would have got an excellent assist there. If you remember against mm. the 0-0 for at football for a fiver. So I think James, had he come up in a better condition than what he was in, which you're completely right, Charlie's Hull's fault. If he'd come up in a better condition, we, we, we could have been getting bags of goals out of him. Do you know what I mean? We, we could have been scoring for fun because you can see that. You can see that there was a player in there. And I, think, I know we're probably not going to go in for him permanently, but if he was to come back up, I think he'd be a good squad player, at least. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, fair play to James, but that third goal was excellent. You know, the, the awareness and, you know, that you just because I know one of the criticisms was he wasn't going up for headers <laughs> enough, so just the way he gets that, that nods it across. And um, obviously, St Johnson's second choice goalkeeper um, had a bit of a struggle with that. I think if it had been Teen Wolf, we might have maybe not had, had so many goals. I think that's kind of the catch 22. Like, is it a good as it's obviously a very good header, the technique, and that's pretty good, but for St Johnson's point of view, it's probably quite a bad goal to lose. Oh, uh, just, to, just to touch on James Scott as well. Like, I wouldn't say I've been a boo boy, but I've not been his biggest fan. <clears throat> uh, for me, to come to a club like Hibs, I mean, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to play for Hibs. And I think the fact they couldn't get himself fit, <clears throat> um, you know, for me, if I got the chance to play for Hibs, I'd be doing as many extras as I can. Can I'd, I'd go around the park late at night. I'd be putting in all the extra work I can to try and get in and play for such, you know, such a such a good team, a good, 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 good club with good rich history in that. And for I me, think I can... think... I think you can blame Jack Ross for that as well, though. Like he, no, public, as it comes he... into the individual, though, for me, like ah, I mean, it comes into the individual. I mean, if he wanted to play and get himself fit, I think he could have. And for me, I just feel like it's only so much Jack Ross that another folk can do for him. I think he could have helped himself a wee bit. And didn't get me wrong, I'm absolutely delighted that it's turned out sort of rosy in the end for him, and it has went really well. <clears throat> and I, I'm obviously delighted he scored Ken was at four goals or Hibs now, which is fantastic. And you know, I do think, like you're saying, if he was to come back next year. I think he'd come back probably with, you know, a lot of a little bit of a better reception. I think he'd be quite well received. But I just feel like it's a wee bit unfortunate it's maybe too little too late. But mm -hmm. again, it's very easy to single him and Dre right out this season. But I don't think anybody's been particularly outstanding. Um, but I wouldn't say I was one of the boo boys, but I certainly wasn't his biggest fan, especially when we needed him the most. Um, he, he saw he wasn't there, which was unfortunate. But no, I'm delighted for him. And I, I hope he, you know, I hope he, has a good spell wherever he goes next, unless it's Hearts, obviously. Um, <laughs> well, I was saying to him when I went out to the car that um, I said, now, every every single week we've done a podcast, so when you've come up, I've said you're going to score. So you've done it eventually. <laughs> Thank you, James. And I was like, oh, but seriously, seriously I, I, I knew there was a player there. I knew there was a player there. Even when he was unfit, I knew there was a player there because I remembered him for his time at Motherwell and... I remember him for, and he, he sort of started okay when he went down south. So I think, you know, that, that yeah, I, I definitely think there is a player there. I, I completely agree with what you're saying, guys. So, Jack, like you said, mate, you were a ground hopper yesterday, no bad for a plastic. Um, <laughs> you were obviously at Easter Road, then you were off to Pennycook, mate. Uh, <clears throat> you know, reporter watching the women in their final game of the season as they face Glasgow City, a 0-0. 
just talk to me about the highlights, mate. What were some of the key key standouts for you? Well, if I, I think I've got to say, first of all, was how we sort of went into that game. You know, I was expecting Glasgow City to play a second team because obviously they've got a cup final next week against Celtic at Tynecastle. And for them, if they do not win a trophy this season, that's going to be like a huge blow for Glasgow City. You know, they've lost the league. They lost the League Cup to Celtic. Um, so they need to win a trophy. So I thought, but no, they played a strong team. You know, the big players like Chinchia and all that, apart from Lee Alexander not playing, there wasn't, and Claire Shine, there wasn't really any Glasgow City players that you wouldn't expect to be in. You know what I mean? You know, there wasn't any Glasgow City you'd expect not to be there. Um, but we played really, really well. You know, we really stepped up to the plate against that. We had a really strong team out. Um, again, a lot of strength on the bench, um, as we've been talking about the past couple of games. And we just went out and we, we were, I think for most of the game, we were the better team than Glasgow City. I've got to say, Glasgow City were getting awful bogged down in midfield. They weren't really offering much up front. I think we neutralised it. Now, considering Chinchia got the PFA Player of the Year, um, where was she in the game? She was missing. You know, Siobhan was, Siobhan was marking her out the game. So was Joel. And I think if I didn't be, I mean, there's not really any key highlights I can really pick out because it was very much like a physical battle. One I've got to say is right at the end, Colette Kavanagh had a huge chance. She's through on goal. And I think she maybe doesn't anticipate how much time she has and hits it first time and it goes over the bar just. Um, and then there was one by Amy Gallagher, very similar, I don't know if you remember, to Martin Boyle against Rangers, where she dummies, dummies a player and then gets flagged offside. I was... Because I was on the side of the lines on the linesman, and I was like, "What the hell do you think you're doing?" And Amy was going mental at him because, like, so she she dummies. I think it was Maya Bates, um, Glasgow City um, fullback, that was on Amy's side. She dummies her, goes round her, and then the linesman flags. Now, hadn't he have, had he have no flagged? We had Glasgow City caught up there. If Amy had been through, and then after that, I think we were scared to try and go forward because the linesman was flagging just about everything. You know, so I think he's been to the Willie Collum school of just give everything. You know, I, I've got to say, the flag's not a toy. You didn't need to use it all the time. It's as simple as that. You know, but um, I, I thought it was a really solid performance. For Glasgow City, you can sort of tell they had one eye on the cup final, but we really sit play because Glasgow City is a side we've struggled against a lot recently. You know, yeah. I'd say, obviously, after Hearts, they're our biggest rivals, Glasgow City. In, in women's football, because obviously that that history. Eventually, you ask, it could be Spartans. <laughs> well, it they, could they, be they Spartans, seem to think there's a rivalry there. <laughs> I, I think I'm not. I'm not going to um, get involved in that one because it, it does tend to get a bit. <laughs> and was there um, any standout players for you yesterday, Jack? Yeah, <laughs> I think definite. First of all, Siobhan and Ellis. You know, both and Ellis deservedly player of the year as well. I think she's a solid um, seven, eight out of ten every game. You know, she, she does what she needs to do. Ellis and Siobhan were brilliant. Like I said, you know, they were marking all the Glasgow City's big dangerous players at the game. Um, there was not once I thought Glasgow City were ever that dangerous to us. Um, Amy Gallagher stood out to me. Um, she's was excellent, you know, making those marauding runs and putting a bit of pressure on the Glasgow back line. Ailey, Ailey did a fantastic amount of running. Um, and not just, I think, inter she did her, it pulled her weight defensively as well. And Glasgow City were sort of pressing us. Ailey was going back and winning the ball back in midfield and then sprinting it up the pitch. Well, Ailey was really busting a gut and putting in an effort. Leah Eddy, I think Leah Eddy had another good game. Um, so those are my sort of standout players for us. Um, I don't think Gabby was ever bothered that much by the... Uh, Glasgow City attack, and I think midfield, Shannon McGregor, you could argue as well, like Shannon McGregor had a good game, 
pulling the strings as she always does. So yeah, but overall, again, like the past couple of games does, just a really good team performance. You know, you couldn't really single anybody out because we were working as a unit, we're working as a group, and that's what you want out of a squad. You know, you want them to be together and work as a squad because you can have all the best players you want and they might not gel. Whilst, whilst we've got a good group that are there for each other and fight for each other. So I think, yeah, it was a really good battle in performance. And I'm not going to complain with a point off of Glasgow City because we've been due a bit of luck against them. I know we didn't win and it would have been mm. outstanding to win, but I tell you, that draw feels like a win. It was like when we drew England, Scotland drew England, that the Euros, because everybody, all, all the people I know um, on anyone's game were predicting that um, Glasgow City were absolutely going to hammer us. You know, they'll get some revenge for no winning the league and they'll take it out on us and everything. Where, where was it? Where was it? Princia Chinchilla, player of the season, my backside. That's Look at it. Siobhan Hunter masterclass. That's all I've got to say. Siobhan Hunter mapped her out the game. But yeah, um, <laughs> it was a really fantastic battling point from us and we deserved it. And a great end to what's been, I think, what's been a decent league campaign. You've got to remember, as Joelle said in her video um, that she um, did, which I thought was fantastic, you know, I think what Joel said is it's a transitional season. We're transitioning into that sort of um, new phase at the women's team. And I think, considering it's a transitional season, securing fourth in that best of the rest status, you can't really complain at all, considering it's a transitional season. Yeah. There's big, big things ahead. So, yeah, overall, really proud of the girls for getting a battling, um, hard-fought point that, at the end of the day, we deserved in a great way to cap off what's been a... Um, really good league campaign. Yeah, as you say there, Jack, um, <clears throat> you know, a, a little bit of analysis in, on, on the season, but what we'll do in a couple episodes' time is we're going to come back over both the men's and the women's seasons just for the listeners to keep you in the loop. We're going to take a look at our season. We're going to do a season review. So we'll compare it against our season preview and then we'll sort of sum up as to, you know, whether season. or not we thought the campaigns were... Uh, <laughs> I watched what? the season preview episode the other night, Calvin. <clears throat> I've got to say, we got it very, very wrong. <laughs> I think I said I'd be happy. Men's, I think I said I'd be happy with fifth. I think you used to be a wee bit more than maybe, maybe more. A, I, I can pretty sure remember I said there was a chance of us splitting the old fun, but how stupid that look now? Anyway, we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get to it like that. That's what it come with, that excitement. But there's an interesting debate as well. I mean, Hibs women, um, I'm really looking forward to the discussion because we're, what we're saying, um, <clears throat> We're sitting, if my math is right, 17 point, points behind the third place. However, we're about 14 points in front of fifth. So it's quite it's quite a big gap between the teams above us and the teams below us. So that's going to be a really interesting uh, podcast. So stay tuned for things like that. Now, <clears throat> what we're going to do just now um, sort of leads on a little bit just to sort of, this is our last sort of review of both the men and women's team. Um, for the season before we come back and we do our season previews and uh, you know rebuilding Hibs and stuff and all the different content you can see on our Twitter page that we've got coming we're going to do a brilliant behind the scenes video as well taking a look at people who you know not the 11 that play on the pitch but people behind the scenes this year people like Greg McEwen with you know the fantastic bit of bit, uh, business he's been able to do and um, you know secure a lot of partnerships for the club and then obviously Stevie for Denipro Kids talk about sort of the great things he's done and you know the come back and touch on the, the great stri strips and that that Peter designed this year. And there's a lot of things that went on well at the club. So there's lots of great content coming. But just to quickly round off this season. So for you two, who's been your favourite player? Or who do, who do you think has been a player that sort of... Um, 
whenever I'm doing this podcast, my mind just runs at a million miles an hour, and I can never, I can, can never think of my words. But who's maybe a player that's exceeded your expectations, both men's and women's, this season? Can you go first, big boy? Um, I'll, I'll start with the men's. Um, for me, it's definitely Lewis Stevenson. Um, I remember um, when he signed his new contract, there was a lot of people on Twitter giving him a lot of sticks, saying, what's he done to deserve this new contract, etc. And I remember I tweeted saying, Lewis is a fantastic player to have in the squad because he offers great cover. And that's exactly what he's done this season. Um, and then some. Um, you see that last night when he wins Players Player of the Year. and well-deserved, Lewis. Um, he's been absolutely fantastic every game he's played for Hibs this season. Um, and and I, I went in with the expectation he'd maybe play two or three games this year because I expected Doig to kick on, but he's played in centre-mid, like, he's played centre-back, he's played, he's played all over the park and he's just been brilliant every time. So he's definitely exceeded expectations. Um, women's team, I've got to get Taylor Adams, I think, um, Never really expected her to to score as many as she had or play as much as she had, but I think she's been brilliant. You see that in the derby, scored in every single derby against Hertz this year, um, and got a new contract for our for our performances as well. So I think those two have definitely been players that I sort of expected to have a relatively alright season, but both blown out of the water. Jack, um, I think for the men's, I'm going to say um, the player that sort of really stood out to me is Chris Cadden. You know, I think mm-hmm. last season, I, I didn't really see like that much. Of, you know, we didn't really see that much of Chris, if you see what I mean. He, he looked solid, but you're like, what's he What's he going to do this season? You know, didn't really know how he was going to perform or where he was going to fit in. And I think when Chris has played for us, he's been fantastic and he utterly deserved that Player of the Year award last night. I think he's been one of our, obviously, it's not been a great season, but he's been one of our best players this season, hands down. Um, I think he's always getting dangerous balls into the box, doing his defensive work when he needs to. And I, I just didn't know, like I said, I just didn't know what we we're going to get out of Chris because obviously last season he sort of came in and he, he was so so for me and when he when he came in last season. You know, I didn't really see that much of him, like I said, but this season he's just been fantastic. You know, putting in solid performances just about every game. So, yeah, for me it's got to be Chris Cadden. For the women's team, this is an uh, this is an interesting one because there's a few, but I'm I'm going I've got one I've nailed one down, and I'm going to say for the women's team I'm going to say Shannon McGregor because you know that that really bad injury she had she hadn't played football for two years until she came back this season, and you just didn't like, you think like a, an injury like that is potentially career ending the, the way Shannon because Shannon she done her knee at the start of last season. And then she did it again, um, sort of not long after that. So she was completely out for the count, but she worked really, really hard to get herself back. And she's been fantastic ever since she's come back. You know, every time you bring her on and every time you start her, she changed the game. And we've spoke about it so many times. She has that football brain, Shannon McGregor. She, she can spot the killer passes. She can get things going in midfield. So, yeah, for me, Shannon McGregor, because honestly, she's been a warrior and she's come back with such a horrible injury and mm. it's like she's never been away. Well, I think for the men's, um, I'm going to say Porteous. I think Porteous has matured matured quite a lot this season in terms of 
uh, just his overall calmness and play on the ball. And some of the big games we've had, like the, the Derby Easter Road springs to mind, like I know it was nil nil and that, and uh, we never done particularly well in the derbies. But I just think he really stood up to the plate and the way he sort of controlled the back line and like, you know, so he's put put his body on the line and things like that. Um, I was really impressed with sort of how good he's been on the ball this year and how calm he is as well. Um, I think he's been a real asset. He's really, really matured from last year. He always seemed like a bit of a, I, I just still a wee bit like a wee laddie, like a young, like a young guy. But <clears throat> he's definitely matured into a man. And I think for me, for the women's team, I would have probably said, I'd have probably said Amy Muir. Uh, just before she got injured, I just thought <clears throat> she was a fantastic right back. I thought she'd done really, 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 really well. Um, just on the ball and that, like just her, her sort of our body positioning uh, in terms of like how she shields the ball and how she uses her body, opens up her body to receive the pass and things like that. Like she's just very, very natural and it's very like it's a very good technique. But due to injury and things like that, I'll probably have to give it to Calf. I thought Colette Cavanaugh was really, really good this year. Just one of those players that whenever she's on the ball is quite quite exciting. Do you know what I mean? Like you always think something's going to happen um whenever she does get on the ball. Um so I really enjoyed seeing those two play this year um <clears throat> we're just gonna we'll come back and we'll we'll look at some more things like that over the course of the, uh, the next couple of episodes guys but we're just going to jump on to the um <clears throat> the quiz so uh, it's quite a good quiz this week and hopefully none of you will be on the google slides uh, peeking at the answers <laughs> mr banks no no you probably not, have not this week son so Right, we'll start with the... <laughs> Aye, that was the point. <laughs> I think I think your husband, Jack, that's why he's apparently never won a quiz. <laughs> uh, sorry, never lost a quiz. Anyway, <clears throat> we're going to start with, same as always, three of the men, three questions for the men, three questions for the women's, and then we'll round up the podcast just um, giving a wee thanks to the listeners. So the first men's question is, who were our three top goal scorers this season? Oh, I know this. I think I know this. Can I go first? <clears throat> yep. Okay, so it's Martin Boyle, Kyle McGuinness, and James Scott. Wrong. You've got two right, you've got one wrong. Charlie? Martin Boyle, James Scott, Nisbet. That's correct. One note to Chaz. So, yes, uh, James Scott's four goals and was it? That's, that's mentally scored popped him into the. Uh, <laughs> that tells you all you need to know. He's eh? popped him into the, um, the top was, scorer bracket think- there. Paul McGinn was in for a run as well. Paul McGinn's crazy. fourth on the list. Aye. <clears throat> that's right. Here's one for you guys. Just uh, reflecting on the season. Who had the best goal? So this is sort of shots to goal uh, conversion rate this season. Shared by two players. Oof. Two I don't think you would expect. Shared by two players I don't think we expect. The best shots <clears throat> to goal. Convi- right. Um, this is difficult. I'll let Charlie go first. I've, I've, I, got a mind, I've had a mind blank. Uh, Paul McGinn and Harry Clark. You've got one correct. Jack, right, I'm going to say Paul McGinn and... I've got it. I'm going to say Jake Doyle-Hayes. Hey, I've got it. Ah, You've got, got it. Ah, he only, did he only shoot twice this season? <clears throat> no, he shot four times, two goals, really? uh, 50% conversion rate. I can't remember him again. doing that four times. Six shots, uh, three goals. Wow. So there you have it. Um, right, last question on the men's. How many goals did we concede this season in the league? Too many. <laughs> Charlie, that's a great answer, first? Charlie. Hey, hey. Actually, that's, that's not true because we... we it's had not like true, the, no. We had, we, had the fourth, <clears throat> we had the fourth best defensive record in the league. 
I'm just no, we had the third actually, I believe. Did we behind the old farm. Yeah, wow. we're just behind um, the old farm. I think we conceded. Just give you time to get it up on Google, mate. 29 goals, but we only scored them. We didn't score that many. <clears throat> you said we only conceded 29. I'm going to say 42. <laughs> yeah, you're banging on the money again. Yes, 42. 42. Yeah, I don't think they conceded. I because I've seen that start on Twitter earlier, and somebody You're put right. a leaf table on with it. I can't remember who it was, but um, if we find it, we'll retweet it and give credit where credit's true because that's a really good start that someone's worked out there. But no, um, as far as I'm aware, unless my eyes deceive me here, we had the third best, um, the third best record this season, Who's yeah, just out, out of the outside the old firm, and goals for. Um, 38 goals for so scoring goals was a problem this season yeah um, so we only managed to score <clears throat> what did I say there 38 38 times Com- compared to last season we managed that's a, to... that's a goal a game though if you look yeah, at that to la- la- last season we scored 48 so aye, aye. that makes a difference so that's your three on the <clears throat> the men as we go on there it's 2-1 Jack so let's go into the women's quiz First question: What was the biggest? What was the women's biggest league win this season? <clears throat> Jack, you're first. Copy my answer. You're going to copy my answer. I know. I, I, if you think you know, let Charlie go first because I hate this. Four-one against hers. It's seven-one against Motherwell. Oh, you dirty I can confirm that Jack's right again and he puts it to 3-1 I thought that was a a, a cup game no that's right no that's it that's the um, that's the correct answer it was 7-1 against Motherwell now she's fine thank you here's a question for you here's the next question for you right what was our heaviest league defeat this year? Ooh. Ah, I think I think I know. I'll go first. I'll go first this time. It was 5 0 to the Rangers, I think. Ah, it was five. Only looking for the score. 5 0 against <clears throat> Rangers, right? No, oh, look at you two copying each other. No, it was, was, correct. Yeah, was it not yeah. that? It was the week after we got beat 4 4 0 <clears throat> off Celtic, was it not? No, 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 no. Oh, it was, was that a few weeks later? It was two weeks after that because they had the cup game against Partick. Oh, that's right, aye. Aye, Aye, so I can confirm you are correct. Uh, You're both correct. So what's that score at now? Is it 4-2? So it's it's 4-2. So if it's 4-2, that means that um, Jack has mathematically won it. So well done to you, Jack. Um, (laughs) I'll no bother with the last question. Now let's Um, see if we can make it like that um, game against Inverness in the cup, (laughs) 5-2. Uh, I'd, I'd actually, I'd like, uh, no, I'd, no, because I'd ran out of questions. I ran out of questions. That was a, a hard <laughs> oh, right, you, right. you went and answered one of my questions because one was, what was our heavy, heaviest league defeat? I was only looking for oh, the score, but game? you gave the team name as well, so you ruined it for yourself. So really, it's really is 5 3. <clears throat> you wouldn't have got that. No, no. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> So that's 5 3. Listen, we've only got a couple minutes left. So just to round off, um, Apparently, a wee bit of news. Apparently, we got a nice shout out yesterday at Player of the Year. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't be there just with financial issues and all that, eh? But um, <clears throat> apparently, we got a nice shout out for Player of the Year for following the women's team and updating the people on the women's team. So that was really good. We really appreciated that. And we hope that the listeners have enjoyed 
sort of the weekly updates of the women's team and Jack's insight and, you know, mine and Charlie's insight as well into the women's team. And again, we just heavily encourage anybody who's maybe thinking about going along and supporting them next season to, to get, get involved because it it's decent, like, Hibs are good. Mm-hmm. And I think next season they've got to be even better. And just as we round off episode 71, just a massive thanks to everybody who's actually tuned in to listen to us this, uh, you know, over the course of the season. I think when... I sort of first sat down and thought about doing a podcast. I never realised I'd be never. It sounds cheesy now, but I didn't think I'd be sitting here seventy-one episodes later, um, still talking about Hibs, um, which has been really good. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's done a lot for my mental health and that, and uh, catching up with used to in terms of making good pals and that. I made a lot of good pals online. Some enemies as well. Some foes in there as well. Some wind-up merchants. Uh, some people don't receive us very well for whatever reason, but uh, still seem to listen because they know all of our insight, which is great. But no, just anything you'd like to say to the listeners and that? Yeah, um, I'd like to say, first of all, thank you to you two because it's given me a big p- platform to promote Hibs Women more and talk about Hibs Women, which is obviously great because the girls deserve it. Um, so that's a, first of all, thank you to you two. Um, and also, it's just given me a platform to talk about Hibs in general because, um, as we know, I am Hibs AF. So <laughs> it's been great to talk about Hibs and get things off my chest. And yeah, thank you, everybody, who's listened to us Um because honestly, your support means the world to me, wouldn't it? I've done all the things like boozy and all our player interviews without you guys. You know, that, that's thanks to you. That's down to you. And um, I thank massive thank you to the club as well for um, yeah. how, how much they've given us, um, both men's and women's team and the community <clears throat> foundation. You know, all elements of the club have been great with us and have really welcomed us in and given us a lot. So again, thank you so much. And it's been great for my mental health as well, Calvin. I've, I've, I've got to say, and you know what? Sometimes I've had boo boys, but. Uh, like James Scott, I think we've shut the boo boys up. So there we go. <laughs> and Charlie, I no bad for a wee lockdown project. Eh? Um, it's been a it's been a up and down season following Hibs, but I wouldn't wouldn't want to do it with two other folk than used to. So I no bad for a uh, no bad for having beige opinions. Eh? So uh, looking exactly. forward to looking forward to getting the preseason stuff going and getting a few guests because we've had some positive conversations about them already. So uh, looking forward to getting. <laughs> to getting them on and I see where we go next year and hopefully a, a more positive season on the pitch for both Hibs men and women so aye, it's been a class class season getting to do this every week Aye so I think that's everything from us uh, just stay tuned we've got some really good content coming out we've got <clears throat> just sort of first on the list we've got the rebuilding Hibs and obviously once we get the new manager in we'll do a podcast talking about the new manager and our thoughts and um, on that announcement which is probably due within the next couple of days um, so we've got the rebuild 2022-23 season having a look at some additions we might make to the squad some people that might be moving on uh, one I'm particularly excited for is our behind the scenes so like I said earlier in the podcast having a look at some of the people who have been behind the scenes this season to help the, help the team like guys like Greg McEwen and um, even Adam Thomason and that who does all the social medias uh, we're going to come back and do a more in-depth sort of review of both the men and women's squad, sort of doing a player rating and we'll do our own little um, award ceremonies in terms of player of the year and things like that, which will be great. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know if you can hear on the podcast here, the unofficial fourth member of the podcast, that's my Doug going mental in the background. So I'll need to, need to tap out from here on out. But uh, no, thanks for tuning in this season and until next next season, on the Hibs.